0: Welcome to the world of Theia, a wondrous and imaginary place where tall ships, magic and adventure, calls to the hearts of many brave women and men such as yourselves. Whether you've come seeking profit, fame, titles, or perhaps even glory for the nations you've chosen to serve, one thing is certain. The more you risk, the greater will be your reward. We send you now to join with your new crew aboard the Seraphim. She's a proud ship, with a stout captain and a strong crew. And even though this be her maiden voyage, your mission is so important that news of it has already begun to spread across the seas. So sharpen your cutlass, prime your muskets and ready yourselves for the journey of a lifetime. The tides be right, and it's time we were away. Avast there! You've come aboard the Saratham. Good evening and welcome to the Bardic College. And this be The Secrets of the Seraphim, a podcast, an RPG podcast that's a homebrew adventure for 7th C, 2nd edition. But I'm not going to sit here and blather on and blather on at infinitum. I don't even think a pirate would know that word. All right. But anyway, anyway, it's Raz. How's everybody doing? And we're here with the cast for our absolute first pilot episode, which I guess is always the first, of The Secrets of the Seraphim. This is going to be an ongoing campaign, hopefully released weekly, unless we have something seriously weird happen once. But um, we're going to be getting underway tonight. This is going to be a really fun adventure. It's very different from what we've done in the past. Um, This is going to be very, almost a little campy, a lot more wit, a lot more fun. This is supposed to be um, a voyage of a lifetime. And I think what I have in store for the players, they're probably going to say after about three or four sessions, just, you know, either I'm in love or get me the hell out of here because it's killing me. But let's find out who we're actually dealing with. So the Seraphim has a crew, and a lot of those people are going to be nameless. They're just going to be a crack crew on the bottom. They're the ones using the pulleys, hoisting the jibs, swabbing the decks and doing all the other mundane stuff. But the crew crew, the real people that run the ship, well, we have a bunch of those. So starting with our captain, played by Justin, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about it's uh, Mister O'Smith and uh, Captain O'Smith, and let us know how he got here a little bit, and take a moment and talk about it.
1: Uh, Gregor O'Smith. He has been uh, he has been on the sea his entire life, just about since he was uh, about thirteen or fourteen years old. Uh, worked up in the ranks, worked on various ships. Uh, has had a few different life-threatening events and. Somehow found himself uh, a knight errant uh, with powers and responsibilities that come with it. So that responsibility now being the captain of the Seraphim.
0: Excellent. And uh, what's Gregor's? Uh, describe Gregor to us real quick, Justin. How, how what's he sort of look like? Because he's an interesting <clears throat> interesting lad.
1: Uh, he's he is probably I think the shortest person on the crew. He's about five two five four. I think I have him at. Uh, he's very stout. Um, he is from Innismore, so they're very, very barrel-chested, very stout. Um, he has a about, a, about a, a chest-length beard at the moment that is bright red, even though the hair on his head is very brown. Carries a scourge whip and an axe that Annika would probably recognize because um, he got it after dealing with uh, some of her people
0: okay very nice and dealing with some of her people what do you mean by dealing as in paid for uh, let's yeah. not talk about that right now no we'd want to <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna it'd leave that a open secret <laughs> it, it'd be something me not willing to share um all right so that's our captain gregor O'Smythe. um next will be our quartermaster played by mel and she is playing Alyssa thomas is that correct mel
2: You almost had it. It's Elisa.
0: Okay, so we're going to call her Elisa Thomas. And Mel. that's why Mel... Again, Mel, you're flipping me the bird an awful lot lately. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, But why don't you tell us about Elisa Thomas and where she comes from? Because her name is a little different than maybe she was originally born with. How did that all come about?
2: Ah. Why it's so interesting, you ask. Um, So (laughs) Elisa, she is someone who has had a very interesting past. Um, Would you like me to go into that or should we unravel that as the time goes on?
0: Oh, we can unravel some of it. Um, What is she doing? She's the quartermaster of the ship. How did she get here?
2: She's the quartermaster of this ship. So she spent the last um, about five years building herself up from nothing. She's someone who is quick to think on her feet. She was a fixer. Uh, she likes to put in work, um, and she's someone who uses her brain more than her fists, which is incredibly different from many of the characters that I play. So we're going to see how long that lasts. Um, but
0: <laughs> like a, a, pr- a promise of fisticuffs to come.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't make any promises. But um, just know that there's a lot more to Elisa than meets the eye. She has a lot of things in her past that I think are going to come up, um, including when we visit her hometown of Vodace. We will see how that goes.
0: Excellent, excellent. And next to her, playing our Castilian duelist, Yezebel uh, Monero, which I'm told is only a tenth of the entire vowels and consonants that make up her name, uh, is Lauren, who really has thrown herself into this role. We had a session zero just to kind of get in, invested in the characters and see the combat system. And I got to tell you, if anybody embraced the the, uh, the character style, I think Lauren did a great job. So Lauren, tell us Thank a little you. bit about Yisabel. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about her.
3: Okay, so um, Isabel Monero, which is her peasant name, God, wouldn't let right. me put the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, listeners. So Isabel Monero was is the daughter of a you know a minor noble family like wealthy merchant family in castile which is the equivalent of spain i guess in the real world and her family they owned a silver mine long story short mine runs dry and debt collectors come and aren't those guys just assholes and they they beat up my dad they take my house and now my sainted mother has to work and i have to work what is this garbage so I'm a fine young lady what do I know how to do I know how to dance sing play music so I join an acting troupe I eventually pick up dueling sword skills and Mm -hmm. make my way to um, Avalon and kill the man that I believe is responsible for my you know family home being seized a debt collector if you will and i'm wrongfully thrown in prison for it i am wrongfully thrown in prison for it and now i'm i've been strong-armed into becoming the master-at-arms aboard the seraphim i'm not here by choice
0: so what does isabel look like for our listeners at home
3: so isabel is tall like pretty tall about like 5'8 five, 5'9 five, um, very athletically built um, you know, but with her delicate features and long flowing dark hair, you can tell she's a lady. Um, hazel eyes. The most what's most noticeable about her is the fact that she's always dressed in like Captain Barbosa style, huge hats, big feathers, whacking people as she walks by. I'm not subtle. No, there's no subtlety here. No. And nothing. there's the rub.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so. Uh, The last, of course, that we have to introduce for tonight, because one of our crew is still needed to be uh, retrieved at this point is really the word, uh, is going to be Annika Finley, and that's played by Kayla. Kayla is a returning player as as well as Mel and Lauren. Uh, Annika, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the great land that you come from that I still can't pronounce.
4: (laughs) Yes, nobody can get this pronounced correctly until you've practiced it eight times with a mouthful of like chestnuts and... Like that way you can get all the vowels, but um,
0: chestnuts roasting. I'm sorry again on an open fire.
4: Um, Annika Finley comes from Vestin Menavnyar, and if any of you guys uh, or listeners know about Vestin Menavnyar, we uh, our people do not actually say our true names to others. Annika Finley is my Avalonian name that I give out for business reasons. She has pretty much been a part of this crew as the front. I am the merchant sailor, quote-unquote, that is meant to act as the business liaison of the Queen's interests, as well as the Vendel Guild interests, which are my own personal mission. While my dear Jezebel Monero is pretty tall, I'm a behemoth. Annika is about 6'4 in her special boots um she's this powerful looking viking woman with a fur cloak on practically all the time axes but she prefers boxing because her brothers taught her how so she just prefers punching things rather than actually talking about things you know please punch those feelings back- out
0: yes please never back into our captain or else the term asshat might officially apply Exactly. Um, because you're so tall, you're going to, yeah, it's going to look very uncomfortable and very, very silly. So let's, uh, let me take the, uh, the listeners in on where we are over the last several weeks. Actually, uh, the crew has been being gathered by Holbein, who is a, we know him as a painter today, but he is also was assumed to be a spymaster for Queen Elaine of Avalon. And he has given this crew a chance to earn the rights to this ship, which all of them have a vested interest in at this point, for one reason or another, either to travel somewhere or go do something. But he brings them all together to deliver a secret scroll, a scroll of such state importance that it is sealed and locked and can only be opened by the six named people that are supposed to read and then with their official signet seal, stamp that they've read it reseal the scroll, hand it back to the crew, and then they move on to the next port of call. But these port of calls are all over the place. They are going to have a heck of a distance to go and they have one calendar year to bring the scroll back safely. In our session zero, they went to see the ship and it was already under attack by some uh, rivals from Montaigne, which is in our world, France, and they were able to thwart them off and repair the damage to the ship, uh, but they they know that their cover is sort of already blown. So it's now been several more days. The ship has been packed. The quartermaster and captain have told me that they're going to pack the ship half, you know, with, with the trade goods. And then with full supplies, water casks, they're not going to cut it light for speed. They want to be well-prepared in the eventuality that something were to happen. They have shot and, and, Eight cannons. They're uh, nine pounders, I believe I told them. It's a brig and she's a speedy ship. This The Seraphim is meant to fly. <laughs> um, it's really a fast ship for her day uh, in this day. So that's the world that we're going to be running in. The game is called 7 Sea, second edition. The realm is Thea, and um, we're about to get underway. So it's the morning of launch day, the day that you're about to leave Bristol in Avalon and make your way... The decision has been made by the crew towards the Atibian Sea to head out to find your first contact, who has been reportedly stationed somewhere near Fort Freedom, uh, halfway around the world, in the in the uh, the new world, where the Castilian government owns quite a bit of that land and power. The Brotherhood of the Coast is out there. So it the Caribbean, for those listeners at home. In this world, it's called the Atibian Sea. The a coach pulls up. And a gentleman steps out as the quartermaster's checking in the last of the goods. Captain's talking to some people on the, the gangway and going up and down. Yisabel and Annika are just keeping an eye on everybody. Just one's looking intimidating. One's trying to lounge as cat-like as possible, you know, uh, while everyone else is doing a little bit of work. And the coach pulls up and you see one man dressed in the in the regalia of state. Someone who looks very much like the from the court of um, Queen Elaine. The other is about five, six, very thin mustache, wearing a white coat, white, you know, white coat and an apron. And he's got this, some pots and things under his arms. And he starts walking up towards the gangplank and he sees Alyssa and he's like, ah, senorita, I speak uh, not so good, but I look for Isabel Manero.
2: Um... I will explain to him in Castilian. I point to where she
0: is. Right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> and he goes, Senorita, please. And he, <laughs> he says I return Gregor, his energy. Oh good. Well, good luck with that. It's gonna be difficult. Am I near them? <laughs> you're on you're on the deck of the ship, uh, Kayla, making sure that none of the crew try to run away. Not that they would, but you're just there basically like this big totem pole. Kind of just, hmm, you know.
3: Yeah. Look, in, in a storm. You wait.
0: You <laughs> built Rolo. You play Rolo. That's all I'm if gonna we, say.
4: If our I'm mast breaks, for Bjorn Ironside energy, okay. But Bjorn you know, is like... too
0: sweet. You torqued a man's neck off four <laughs> days ago on the pier.
2: Okay, fine. Yes, I made a Rolo. Double- Keep going, please. Annika, she does My- have a point. However, I would like to say, Isabel, if you're going to suggest that Annika is our stand-in mast if we lose it, I'm going to have to veto that option.
1: Especially How since you- How did you know
2: what I was going to say? Because Especially since
1: you. You. <laughs> you talked about tying me to the mast the other night. <laughs> nice. Oh, right. you out did. of trouble.
3: I did. That's a whole other story, dear listeners. Um, Isabel's role, technically, on the ship, Besides being master at arms, I'm his bodyguard. Although my order of priorities includes scroll first, captain second, crew third. Correct. That is so. all of our priorities.
0: <laughs> Very good. Somebody else picked up on that. Well done, Annika. So good job, mast. Thank you. So he he looks at you and he says, "Me amo mundo. and I am a chef uh, called upon by Isabel uh her from her fam- family once uh, in castile she sent message for me to arrive in avalon and I, I come as fast as i can i bring my best pots please so how do i get my stuff aboard
2: i graciously thank him uh for his future service um he will be you'll be inst- dining with her um i might be but you will be very instrumental in keeping isabel happy and in turn Keeping me happy because I won't have to ah, deal with her complaining.
0: I see. Yes, yes. Uh, I do all kinds of. I um, how do you say, pulpo, the octopus and the uh, the sea things, and I cook all of that, mussels and and um, everything that you, that you. You stop by one night. I make something special for the two of you. Yes, yes. It
2: sounds it sounds beautiful. I'm Elisa, uh, by the way. I'm the quartermaster on this ship. Um, let me. I will get someone to help you with your.
0: He Pox looks at Gregor. Uh, can the hairy boy help me? There's a lot to carry. Hairy boy!
2: This hairy is, boy! Um, Sweet man. I'm um,
1: ignoring him at the moment because he's saying, I, he says boy. I don't know who he's talking to.
2: This is actually um, Gregor O. Smythe. He is our captain. Hmm? Your captain.
0: Ah, huh? Capitan. My apologies. I did not recognize that you were the man of such... Oh, of course, how could I... How could I miss this? You are... Yes. Well, this is a beautiful ship. Permission to go aboard, Capitan.
1: Uh, Nice save, sir. I suppose I shall let you come aboard. Did I hear you say you're another chef? No, I'm not another chef. I'm the chef. For Isabel.
2: Uh, I I lean into Gregor and I go, Don't worry, I've already taken care of it. It I yell for for Isabel.
1: Isabel. I yell for Isabel. I mean, if you want me to yell, I'll yell, but... No, no.
0: <laughs> We're good. The other gentleman is the, in, in courtly, uh, you know, courtly finery is standing behind, rolling his eyes like, is this going to take all damn day? I, I kind of need to talk to everybody, but... So he gets on board. Um, somebody comes down, helps him with the pots. It's not Isabel. She does not come down to... right and I him greet out, him. It's
3: Edmundo. I love this guy. Mi amor. Once... I love him. <laughs> He's very... He's very important to me.
0: Of course. And uh, yes, so he yes. was a
3: last minute addition to the crew. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Have,
1: have you have you thought about where he's going to sleep? Because we kind of have a full berth at the moment.
3: Someone will make room. Someone will die, I'm sure. Don't These worry, my happen. captain. My so he's captain, sleeping I with already... you for now?
1: In your hammock?
3: <laughs> I I don't care for your tone, but all right. <laughs> My captain,
2: I've already taken care of all arrangements. There's nothing you need to worry about besides sailing the ship into all the open right. waters. I I like
1: fine. her.
3: I like her. I like
1: of you. Of course, she lets you do what you want to do. You like her.
3: Yes, that is how life works, isn't it?
2: <laughs> I am it's just definitely to... better than jail, isn't it,
1: Isabel? Oh,
0: well, that well that might come back to haunt somebody. Okay, so <laughs> Edmundo I'm gets a, a, a Edmundo gets aboard. Uh, the next person walks up and says, I, I believe I overheard. Um, you are Captain O'Smith, yes? Correct. Uh, Captain, would you gather the rest of your Confederates? Um, I have a message from Lord Holbein, and it needs to be heard by all of you.
1: Absolutely. I send a runner for anybody that's not on the deck. Okay. And yeah, they're all there. yell loudly enough for everybody that is above deck.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Everybody, Annika, Yesbel, you all come down to where everyone's working and doing things that they're supposed to? Sure. Okay. So you all make your way down the gangplank. The Seraphim, again, she's literally, once the tide is rolling in the next hour or two, she's ready to go. But uh, he says, unfortunately, I do have some, some bad news, um, which Lord Holbein has asked me to read to you in from this particular scroll, and I will do that. Um. So the crew of the good Seraphim, I hope the ship lives up to your expectations and that you are all settling into your new roles. I also heard that you had some troubles with a Montaigne woman, but it appears to have been handled, so no further mention of it shall be necessary at this time. I write to inform you that your final crewman, Ezra York, is still not back in Avalon as we had hoped. He was to be your master gunner. He has been serving on the ship Pelican, under Captain Byron Denod. The ship was last spotted a mere nine days ago, tacking west-southwest from the coast of Montaigne. It ignored all signal flags to reply and give its status. It simply sent back one simple message and would give no other explanation. In pursuit, sailing on. In truth, the pelican is six weeks overdue. She must be low on supplies, or else she's outfitting herself somewhere with her captain's money because she's been at sea for quite some time. Ezra is on the pelican. Now, you can wait here and delay yourselves leaving, which unfortunately pushes the clock forward on our mission, or you can voyage out and try to find the pelican. And I give you this note, and he hands it to you that overrides. Any orders that he that Ezra currently has, and we'll detach him to your ship so that you may continue on your way. Where were you planning on going first, if I may ask?
1: Uh, we were planning to head to Fort Freedom first.
0: An excellent choice. So if he is tacking west-southwest, that's actually in your route. You might be able to run into the Pelican.
1: If we're so lucky.
0: You're a good captain. I'm sure you'll find her. Well, thank you. Well, my friends, if there's no other questions, I'm sure you're looking. You're on your last minute of preparations. I will let you go. But good sailing to all of you, and remember, one year. And he turns and walks away. All I right. turn
2: to the crew, and I say, "We need a master gunner." As Absolutely. Far as, as far as I've heard, Ezra York's reputation is amazing. Definitely
1: precedes him. So. I know.
2: My vote is to go see if we run into him on our way to Fort Freedom, and?
1: We are heading that direction in the first place anyway, so again, if the if the winds and gods are are with us, then we'll find him. If not, we'll have to go out of our way to do so.
3: And how far out of our way are we going to attempt to go to rescue this York person?
1: Depends on how warm or cold the trail is, honestly.
3: Right. And um, how does one exactly retrieve him from a moving vessel, which is quote, in pursuit of something off the coast of Montaigne?
1: Well, first, first thing we need to do is find, find the ship, then try to signal it, letting them know we have higher orders. If they don't stop, then that's going to be a different story. A less fun story
2: oh we do our best we'll go after the ship we'll attempt to get mr york off of it and if we can't then we will come up with a plan b but we at the very least should get going i don't think that we have enough time to shop around for another master gunner while we're here anyway
1: absolutely not we're almost out of, I look at the sun and go, we're almost out of time to leave anyway. I begin hollering orders to anybody on, uh, to the crew on the deck to make ready within the next 10 minutes.
0: All right. The last of the supplies are brought on board. A young boy comes running down with two pails of eggs and he runs over and... (laughs) Captain, Captain, I, I, I have, please, this is... This is paid for already. It should go on board. These are your, these are eggs. And he puts them down. He's like, please, if this are, is for the boat.
1: Are they for anybody in who, who ordered eggs?
0: Um, who ordered um, this many eggs? A Castilian gentleman came by the farm and asked for eggs. And I was supposed to get them here today. I'm sorry, but he has uh, four dozen eggs. Uh, you Please take them on board. They're paid for. Thank you, Captain. Thank you so much. Goodbye.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> I leave the eggs on the ground and I yell to Isabel or the, the, her chef, either one. Come get your eggs or they're staying here.
3: Isabel cheekily calls over the side, But you're already down there! You're right next to the pail! I would help you if the situations were reversed. Pails, sorry. I could not see the second pail.
1: Fine. I pick up the eggs.
0: You bring them on board? No problem. (laughs) You put them down as soon as you get
1: in. You're the lead. You're lucky yeah. that you saved my life two weeks ago.
3: I did, I did. Thank you. Consider the debt repaid until I do it again. I pick up the eggs and bring them downstairs.
1: So you mean tomorrow?
3: <laughs> yes.
1: So the lines are cast off.
4: Wait.
0: You. Oh, I'm sorry, Annika, go ahead.
4: I need to check everything before we leave. I have to make sure that the supplies and the cargo are being sold to us at a fair price.
0: Well, that's the, the Quartermaster handles the ship's stuff. You are going to handle everything on shore when you're trying to make the the connections to sell your goods to keep the front up while they're getting the scroll sign.
4: I thought we had stuff like that because uh, you mentioned in a messaging today that I had samples of goldsmithing, Correct. timber, seal skins. Like I should have- for the
0: ne- That's all there. It's, it, you've been checking that. for That's all been down there for days. You're good. Okay. Yeah, no, you did. That's good question, and it's all in the hold. That's secured away and ready to go. That's for your next port of call, so that you can build this vested men in your, um, connection for the guild.
4: Yeah, gotcha. So,
0: okay, Yezabel, you head down down into you know the the area. There's there's a place where the regular chef is standing there looking at this other guy who's trying to get his pots hung, and Amundo's just cussing at him in Spanish because the guy's like, "I'm the cook," and he's like, "You are a cook. I'm a chef. You make swill. I make souffle. Get the hell out of my way, Yezabel." Yes, Abel. <laughs> so you come down you you make friendly nice nice for a minute any and I guess you're holding the eggs right
3: yes i i have the the two pails of eggs which i you know i gently place down out of the way and edmundo mi amor what seems to be the problem
0: this pig of a cook he will not let me edmundo the
3: please
0: po- oh, look at him i his knuckles have more hair than my ass. I would not allow him anywhere to make any of my bread or any of my stuff. He's a disgusting man. But you know what? I do not care. The Avalonians, what do they know of cuisine? Nothing. Nothing. But you and I, we will share delicacies. Wait. Oh, no. No. Closes his, he just puts his head in his hands and he starts to softly weep.
3: Do I feel the ship starting to move? Yes. Um, what about the heavy cream? stupid boy was supposed to bring eggs and cream
0: perhaps there catastrophe. is captain Captain <laughs> he,
3: starts, he just can't handle it he's having a breakdown I grasp Edmundo <laughs> by the shoulders I'm like my dear sweet man you cannot disturb the Capitan over something like heavy cream he already wants to punch me in the face it was for tonight for going away I know Perhaps the boy put the cream under the eggs in the pails. It would be sloshing around Peanut butter already, just go, okay, I just look, go oh see, sí, see, sí. I look to the to the regular cook um Edmundo is a dear family friend of mine, and I have decided to pay him out of a portion of my own wages i all the food is paid for by myself and him. Uh, just to supplement and prepare uh, how you say special meals for the crew and the captain and myself. He is here to assist you and you will benefit from each other. See? 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 I walk out. Okay. Like, <laughs> because... I, I'm not gonna let him keep fighting me. It's no. like,
0: no. no.
3: <laughs> Alright, the boat
0: begins to lurch away from, from the dock. You know, everybody's on deck bosun is yelling out his commands uh annika is you know happy to see the ship finally moving she's actually not even grabbing on you know as, as the ship gets out starts to make its way and tack out of the harbor she doesn't even need to hang on she's got her sea legs she was raised in on a ship sort of like the captain was and has done a lot of time at sea um and the waters of avalon coming out of bristol port right now are just placid and calm it's, uh, it's really good weather for the first part of your voyage. You're, you're under a fair sky. So the Seraphim itself, being a brig uh, with all sheets, she's capable way down the way she is right now, the way you've laden her with the trade goods that you need to cover as a cover for the mission in foreign ports, and um, the, the cannons and shot and everything else you loaded, plus the additional supplies to repair the ship for the ship's carpenter if needed. She's only capable at days of about seven knots. So... The first day goes by really uneventful. You're you make the south of England in you know a few hours. Uh, by nightfall, you're almost there. You know you're coming around and you're entering. You're coming out of the channel and you're actually slipping into the Atlantic. And if unless there's a change of plan, your tack is for you guys more south, but southwest. South, you know by west, heading out to sea, trying to see if you can get any hide or hair of a pel of the pelican. Yes. All right. So why doesn't somebody, Captain, uh, somebody whoever wants to roll, yeah, go ahead and give me a roll on the weather chart for day two, and let me t- and tell me what you see coming in.
1: Remind me what I'm rolling. It's two D10. Two D10. Okay, forty-seven.
0: Forty-seven. Um, fair seas, ship can run with full sails and make average speed. So we're all set with that. You're in good shape. No problem there. And Let's go ahead and make a, I'll go ahead and roll a D6 for you guys real quick. And that's going to be for four, the next four days. So for the next four days, the weather, you're running at seven knots. Everything's good. No problems. Um, crew and ship are working together in harmony. Everybody seems to be doing well. Yes, Abel, are you st- You said that you're sort of like the master of arms, right? The, the person in charge of getting the crew ready in case of a boarding action or anything else. Being a duelist, yes, you and Annika probably have the most training when it comes to repelling borders and fighting on ships. Well, you fighting on land more, her fighting on ships more. Yeah. So, are the two of you taking the crew a few members each morning or afternoon and running them through drills on how to repel borders? What are you, What are you guys doing while with with your sea time? Because I can tell you, idle sailors make for dangerous business. You want to keep them busy.
3: In between my bouts of seasickness, because um, I've only pleasure-sailed before, I would be, like, on the first like day or so, I would have consulted you know, Annika having had far more ship experience than I, and, and suggested we pool our beautiful brains and, you know, teach these low-lifes a thing or two. My dear um, uh, Miss Finley, Annika, uh, what a lovely weapon. Do you have much experience in using it? Yes. Excellent. So I I got the general feeling from our last combat situation. You were marvelous, by the way. The way you twisted that man's head off. Sublime, darling, sublime. I, I couldn't help but get the feeling that our quartermaster, as lovely as she is, well, first she is so busy, and then um, she wasn't as... Martially inclined, as you or I see. She stayed on the dock while you and I
4: bashed heads. Yes, yes. and she gets this creepy little smirk when she says
3: that. I like you. I are like you, cha-
0: you I just gotta ask. Are you trying to channel Lurch? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lurch? <laughs> Lurch not. No.
4: Wow.
3: I mean. <sighs> i mean jesus (laughs) christ be a little bit more vocal you're
1: very (laughs) monosyllabic
4: yeah it's like
1: harpsichord
4: (laughs) hey that that sentence was a full like 10 syllables
0: (laughs) betrayed go ahead
4: god i'm i'm already sick of the tall jokes now i understand what it's like to be short
3: I'm going to get you for this.
4: What? They're the ones making fun
3: of me. Listen. Oh, please. Oh. Let us move on. Yes. So we bashed heads. You made creepy face gesture. I like you. Um. And our captain, he is so busy. And uh, he has much more important things to do. And um, I'm bored out of my skull. So what do you say to... A few hours every day, taking a few crew members and teaching them a thing or two about how to bash heads. In case we run into heads that need to be bashed.
4: She goes to find the boys on their break and is basically saying, Up on deck. Martial training. Ten minutes. No butts.
0: So that begins to happen on day two or three. Captain, why don't you go ahead and give me a roll as you're working on your charts, and tell me if you what you get when you do a. Let me see, wits. No, sorry. Yeah, wits and sailing.
1: Okay, so wits and sailing is three, and sailing is three. So I got six, four successes, sir. That's great. Okay. So,
0: for the listeners at home, let me take this moment to explain how 7C works. 7C is an incredibly heavy RPG system with the dice throwing being a little bit different uh, than any other system you've ever heard. It does rely on D10s. And what you do is you're trying, you roll the dice based on a tra- your su- traits and your skills. You heard uh, Justin say that Gregor uh, O'Smith had six dice that he could use in that ch- in that test. He threw them, and he's trying to collect sets of 10. So if he rolls a 6, a 4, a 10, a 1, and an 8, he'd have the 6 and 4 would be a 1 set of 10, the 10 would be a set of 10, and the 1 and the 8 would fail on, let's say, 4 dice. It wouldn't be enough. So he would have two successes. In this case, on 6 dice, he had 4 successes, which is really, really good. Um, when I'm describing an action, the a situation, I'm going to tell the players the dangers that they face. This role was just to give you a chance to hear how it works. They'll tell me with the number of successes they have what they want to do in response to the dangers. There's five guys in front of you. Okay, I rolled three successes. I stab one, cut another, punch the third. I've used my three successes. Now what do they do back to me? It's very freeform in that regard, but I think you're going to find it ramps the action up and becomes much more thematic and very visual. And there's rewards when players do things that are really fun- and different and a little outlandish. This is really Pirates of the Caribbean or the Musketeers, the BBC Musketeers. It's supposed to be serious stories with a lot of panache and finesse. So that's just to give you that. We won't talk about it again, but now you know when you hear the numbers, they're rolling a whole mess of dice and you hear two successes. That's because they were only able to pull two sets of ten tens 10s are the suit. Okay. Moving on. So yeah, Captain, on your charts, you start looking and it immediately becomes apparent to you by the new charts that Holbein provided with the ship in the captain's uh, the captain's uh, quarters, that there is a good chance that the Pelican was heading at least in the direction, it was definitely in the direction of, but could be heading for Labuca.
1: Okay, how far out of our way is Labuca?
0: Now, Labuca is modern-day Canary Islands, so it's in the middle of the Atlantic, but you know labuca to be the a, an old prison that a few that about a decade and a half ago converted into the greatest brotherhood um, way station in the in the known world labuca is basically old tortuga it's just in a in a geographically different place but when we say labuca everyone at home should be thinking oh, like tortuga yeah uh there are some things about Labuka that are a little different, which we'll get into, as you know, should you decide to go there. But if he was in pursuit of something, if he was heading from Montaigne, west, southwest, you're venturing that if he... Because pursuit wouldn't last, you know, three weeks to cross the Atlantic to get to the Atibian Sea. A pursuit means he was, trying, you know, he thinks he's close or he's on to somebody. The captain never said he saw him pursuing a ship, just that the... The, they uh, said they
1: were in pursuit.
0: Right. The semaphore, the flags just said in pursuit, mm-hmm. sa- sail on, leave me. I got this. So Labuca looks to be the only destination that makes sense.
1: Um, question. We can edit this out. When you say uh, Labuca is for the brotherhood, is that the. Yeah. Uh, brotherhood uh, of the coast. Okay.
0: The, the brotherhood group. of
1: the coast. Okay.
0: Well, they're not so secret. This is a, this is all the other nations have just decided that they'd rather have all the cutthroats in one area, okay. um, and they've let them begin. They're basically like a free a free nation. Um, that's so it's sort like of the what... ship
1: town out of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Exactly, Tortuga. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, I don't remember if you answered my actual question. How far out of the way is that from Fort Freedom? So, or is it on the path? It's it's something that would move your. If you made the most
0: direct route. To Fort Freedom in the Atibian Sea. Heading to Labuka is probably going to add three or four days tops.
1: Oh, that's an easy decision then. We've got plenty of supplies. It's the first week of our voyage. So I am going to call my uh, compatriots together. Okay. To uh, call everybody to my quarters and discuss the plan. Discuss this new information. So they all come in. So <clears throat> I've been going over the charts, and we probably should stop by Labuka. I think that is where Ezra and the Pelican are going or were last going to. And at our heading, we're not far behind.
2: Uh, this is good. See?
1: <clears throat> uh, there's good and bad.
2: Yeah, the bad is that it's Labuka. Labuka. It, the good in, is that
1: it's close. The bad is that, as uh, Miss Elisa said, it is Labuka.
2: Well, if we can find him there, or Labuka is full of people, somebody, statistically someone will have to be sober enough to tell us if they saw him, or at least saw the ship there. And maybe we can get a heading from there if he isn't already there.
1: Exactly. So, to Labuka, it seems. Uh, let's try and keep our wits about us and our weapons to ourselves unless absolutely necessary. Aww. Yes?
2: Aye, aye,
4: Captain.
3: That sounds no fun, but. Isabel, okay. I'm begging you. And what if we need <clears throat> to use them?
2: Well, obviously we will... then well, we can use them.
1: Hence the, hence the until absolutely necessary.
2: Yes, Anika, my love. Just don't start a fight. That, we will cross that bridge when we get there. Starting a fight it. is often how you finish one. Nope, I don't think that that's the saying. That is not incorrect. I <laughs> That is
1: not entirely incorrect.
2: I'm going to leave both of you on the ship.
1: You're not wrong, but you're not completely <laughs> no, right.
2: Wait a minute. You're
3: telling me that this is a dangerous place. Full of... Potentially drunkards, angry people, less um, sailors of lesser virtue than Ill us. Repute,
1: Ill repute, criminals.
3: Reputedary. Yes.
1: You'd fit right in?
3: I am offended and not offended by that statement because you are right. It would be fun. That is, the, that is what I'm trying to say. You're not leaving me on the boat. It will be fun and I need to protect him. And you. And everyone else.
1: Isabel does have a point, Miss Thomas.
2: I was just saying if. Just I'm not saying sure.
3: I'm coming. It's a I party, know.
2: and and everyone will go, as long as everyone promises to be on their best behavior.
3: What did you do before you joined
2: this life? I was a merchant. I was a merchant's daughter.
3: Oh, so not the schoolmistress then. No,
1: look! Don't make me turn this ship around and come back there.
3: You would make a most excellent mistress. I would listen to you thoroughly, most diligent.
2: Thank you, Isabel.
0: I'm not sure that comes off okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure it came off exactly as you meant it to. <laughs> so, Captain, uh, you're three days into Sir. your into your voyage. Uh, La is another six days' journey. Um, but that also puts you about four days closer. Like I said, it's only about two days off the path. Uh, so in this weather, you should be fine. Uh, but you, it's going to be another six days to hit to reach Labuka. Okay. So I
1: will need uh, another roll.
0: Yeah, but we're gonna before. So while we're out there, this the, the sun is shining on day three. The training's been going well, and of course we have, you know, some. Sally Brown she's the gal for me boys So we have a sea shanty going off. Everybody's doing their thing. She's the for me boys. And of course Edmundo has to chime in a little bit.
4: is actually singing it as well In a very to see Brown
0: So there's uh, the sea shanties are being sung. the, the ship everybody's in good spirits. Uh would the people who are on the deck besides the captain give me a wits and notice roll, please? Let me do it this way. So off in the horizon, you see what appear what you think is someone calls out, ship off the starboard, sails the most, you know, mast out, mast out. They see it all the way out. You three turn and it is a great, great distance. Uh, the sun is shining. The waves are splashing. The 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 seraphim is not quite on the same tack. It's almost as if this the ship was cutting across your the front of you, and you're trying to make out the flag. So with the spray, the distance, and the um, the sun just shining in the the way that it's positioned right now in the sky, that's that's three real obstacles in your way. So if you can get at least four successes you'll be able to make the ship out otherwise you'll either have to pursue her change tack do something else but right now that's what's happening the sea spray you, i mean if you run to get a spyglass that's another thing you can do that'll add to your successes
4: i mean your i call. have i have two right now
2: i have one i have three successes then
0: okay so elisa elisa screams out i can almost make her out captain there's a ship do you reach for? Does anybody you want to get a spyglass, Mel? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Definitely. Let's get let's get the woman a spyglass.
0: Okay, um, you pick it up, and sure enough, it happens to be a, it's an Avalonian flag off in the distance. Now you don't know if she's seen you, but you're picking her up, and you're at this speed. You're not. Sh- you would have to really change tack in order to try to put a pursuit angle on her, Captain. It's it's a distance. It might take hours before you close to where you can actually, you know, you know for sure that she'd be able to see you.
1: Have I been notified she... that there's a ship? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They called you All up right. on deck. I would Is it to... within a mile? No. Okay. I have I have eagle eyes. It says I can seek perfectly to a distance of one mile. If I use a spyglass, I can even pick out fine details, okay. such as an inscription carved into a wedding band. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, at a, it's more than a mile.
1: Okay. But um, she's already identified it as Avalonian. And the Pelican is Avalonian, yes? Correct. Yep. Okay. Are we currently traveling at top speed? Uh, no. Top speed for the top way speed. you're speed. Yeah. Okay. Um, the way you're provisioned, yes. All right. I'll, I instruct the helmsman to try and to follow the ship for a little bit, try and get uh, closer until we can try and make out details. I will give him give it about six hours. If we don't make any good progress catching up, then is it take would it be taking us out of the way of Labuka?
0: It's still heading the same direction because Labuka is the Canary Islands. That's pretty far out. Now, you still she's still heading in that direction. She's north of it, but that may just be the wind she's on. So, you you know, you have to figure that out. But yeah, so you give yourself about five or six hours. It's not taking you too far off course. Um, within that time, you do a, a semaphore flag goes up with your eagle eye. You're able to see it. Um, it just identifies the ship as it just, the the words come up HMS wraith.
1: HMS wraith. Okay. So it's not, it's not the Pelican. No. Okay. Uh, on to Labuka then that's not our target. As far as we know. You, okay.
0: No questions. No.
1: Can I see, I mean, at this, at that distance, I still can't see. Are you, no, it is within a mile. Yes. No,
0: you're not within a mile, but you can read the, flags oh, it's the now. flag. The flag. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
2: Does it look like it's also heading towards Labuca?
0: Yeah. It would. I mean, yeah. at this, this, you're still so far uh, east of Labuca that it could be heading there. It's, it's position, its, its nose looks like she'd be north of that of that wind, but that's just maybe the tack he's on because of the way he's set up with his with the sails. So for right now, all you know is is that like you it's east but you're heading west southwest he's kind of heading west 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 north west
1: okay uh via flags I would like to ask if they have seen or heard mention of the pelican
0: okay so you send the message about the pelican mm-hmm. um that's not a problem you get a reply uh, in pursuit and it's just Goes up with a montane flag. So it's an
1: Avalonian ship with a montane flag. In pursuit, and underneath oh, it- a montane flag, okay. Right, yep. And
2: isn't that what the pelican said as well whenever they tried to stop it?
1: Just in pursuit, sailing on. Oh, okay. Okay, um, is everybody still around me, or are we- Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're, we're hanging All out. All
1: right. Um, it looks like it's going toward Labuka at this, at this current rate, so I say- let's keep following it and uh, keep going towards Labuka and just try and make our way there. See if we can get any more information. That's our, that's our best bet right now is Labuka. You got it. They're chasing a Montane ship. Uh, that doesn't seem to be anything that we're interested in right now.
0: No, Correct, Keeper? that's good enough for me. Okay. Annika, anything from you? I know you're quiet right now, just trying to...
4: No, I've I got nothing else to add.
0: All right, let's do one more. So now we've cleared five days of weather. Go ahead and give me another roll, Justin. Tell me what you got. This is percentile.
1: 64, sir.
0: So now you, you're you running into some some bad weather. Um, the trip isn't going to be... The, the next 24 hours are going to be a little tough. Uh, you do lose a little bit of time. You're only able to produce about five knots. Not your seven, which is going to add about twelve hours to your to your journey, if not a little bit more. Um, but you'll still arrive just late on the ninth day. The uh, you've had to cut the sheets down, you've had to do some things of that nature. But again, the ship hail does it well. Your your surprised ship and crew react, with the exception of Edmundo, um, just telling Isabel that you know there's no way he can can work in these conditions. He expected you know at least an actual stove to himself and this is ridiculous these men are savages they don't know how to build a ship which is actually very true because still because castilian ships are big and slow and incredibly well well outfitted compared to the english vessels which were more sort of um made for a purpose so i could say i mean they're really no frills on an english vessel but they were able to make a lot more of them <laughs> so so you left on april 2nd and on april 8th the weather has cleared again. You're looking well, and early in the morning, everyone is awoken to ship off the starboard bow. Again, she's on the same tack. Ship on the starboard bow, and the you do hear now. Looks like the pelican.
3: Oh God!
1: All right, let's uh, <laughs> run out of my quarters and grab a spyglass.
3: I'll help you the
4: put on pants.
1: <laughs> I was just say, are we pantsed? Is anyone <laughs> pantsed? Let me have that up front.
4: Edmundo's not pants. Oh, hands
1: on pants. Edmundo no, is no.
4: pantsed. Oh, oh, I took them from him as punishment for not following through with his drills this morning. I'm always prepared to sleep
3: in my clothes. You do not get to de-pants Edmundo.
1: I'm sorry, but who grounds people from pants?
4: <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't grow man. up in this house, if he, <laughs> if he doesn't want to do drills, he doesn't deserve clothes. Uh, geez, Jesus Christ
0: an
4: in, imagine this as an old vest in punishment, right huh you right. you don't do your drills properly with your father or your brothers, or your quartermaster. you don't have clothes, you go outside and freeze to death. Good punishment,
0: so wolves shall take your schnozberries. yes, okay. <laughs>
4: That's well, just her way of thinking. We're not we getting come invested. back Until your
1: dingle is frozen off. You got it.
3: Oh my lord. It's
1: warmer <laughs> down Jesus. here
3: anyway. He's actually living for life. This is barbaric. I can't he's, I can't believe this.
1: He's
0: a lucky man. He's a lucky man. <clears throat> so anyway, about the
3: pelican. <laughs> yeah. Everybody runs on deck. Some of us yep. in a state of disarray.
0: Yeah. The spyglass. And sure enough, uh, by her shape of her hull. And by the uh, like with your eagle eye vision with the spyglass, you've come up on her pretty quick and, you know, pretty in the night you came up on her pretty good. Uh, And by dawn light, you're able to see her. She's a little bit more than a mile out, but you can still read that. And by her, you know, the 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 motif on the front of the ship and everything, you're getting the look from the side as you're seeing her that it's the pelican. The the wings are outstretched, the big face. Just it looks like a pelican.
1: Okay, Uh, begin semaphore flags to communicate uh, Intent. We're here okay. on behalf of the crown. Drop anchor. Prepare to uh, s- drop anchor and cease pursuit. Flags go up. Uh, you know, in pursuit, sailing on.
3: Well, that went well.
1: So they don't. That that's the message we got back again. Yeah. Okay.
0: It, and it's not been on the it's not been on the pulley the entire time. They literally reset that flag and. Brought it out, and you're like, in pursuit, sail on. That's just great.
2: (laughs) What's what's flag speak for we're not kidding, -er"? (laughs) MFR?
1: Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) much flag speak for new phone who dis.
3: Um, Did you ask nicely? Isabel literally asks Gregor that. Did we ask him nicely?
1: We don't have a please flag, I apologize.
3: Maybe we should make one.
1: It'll just be a big heart, I guess. I don't know. Um, oh. so, <laughs> Annika, uh, do the um, do the Vesten men your,
0: men an envier? Or <laughs> I'm never going to say it, so don't laugh because every menagerie. time you lose, you lose a die, you lose a die. The Vesten menagerie. So the the Vestens do they have a a please and thank you flag?
4: No, it's not in our language. It's like the just
3: rocky. Uh,
1: so let me think here. I mean I do we do have flags for uh more urgent basically. So yeah. just resend the message urgent uh with you know with the urgent flag and again or prepare to be boarded. Boarded. Excellent. <laughs> I we don't have time to mess around. <laughs> and I'm starting to get suspicious. I mean, if it's if it is a uh Thayan ship they should be responding to this is the crown
0: of oh, the Avalonian ship. Yeah. Or Avalonian.
1: Excuse me. That's okay. Yeah.
0: You're just getting messages like pursuit in pursuit. Veer off.
1: Okay. I mean, all we can do is chase if they're not going to listen.
0: Okay. Don't really so have cell phones. No, the pursuit takes till about midday when you're now close enough where you can, all of you can clearly make out the back of this ship. Okay. Um, She's she's a ship of the line. So she's about thirty six guns.
2: Mm. She's a hunter, uh,
0: and that the reason oh you crap. caught her is because she's not made for this. Is not a great speedy ship. Like you're coming in at seven seven and a half knots on a on a full wind with good sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like top speed for that sucker. It's really so in pursuit. Okay, but most. Most vessels that are going to be doing any kind of mischief are made for speed. Right.
1: So. Um, when we get that close, can I, with a spyglass, I would like to take a look at the people above deck. Okay. Are they. Do they look like sailors? Do they look like obvious Absolutely. pirates?
0: No. They look like the crew, of a slightly disheveled
1: crew, but right. they look
0: like the crew of Queen Elaine's Navy. The man. Near the helm though uh, giving orders has a bandage on his head
1: okay do I know what Ezra looks like or no no okay um, semaphore flags again we require an uh, uh, we require an audience with the captain you notice that they their chaser guns
0: Um. I'm sorry, the ones off the stern. I'm sorry, the stern, the stern Mm -hmm. swivel has been turned towards you. Now it's not gonna hurt you. A a stern swivel, it's just it's more for repelling borders or it's just just to bash people off. It's not. It's a three pounder. I mean, it's gonna nick you. But the fact that someone's turning it is kind of like, do you really want to do this, dude? Because we are we're a fighting ship. He outnumbers you in crew by about 5 to 1 um and yeah it's about 3 times your size she's a big ship you know she's like 60 tons so this is no joke um but he is absolutely not not listening and all of a sudden you see the anchor drop while under
1: full sheet uh, uh hard to starboard so that we don't ram him
3: <laughs>
0: your ship makes an emergency maneuver go ahead and give me a
3: Isabel is yelling
1: <laughs> Actually, would it would it be better for me to tell the helmsman to do that, or am I close enough to the helm to just try and make my role to do so? You
0: probably you probably jump over there and grab it anyway. So okay. that's that test is gonna be uh, I what do you do Give me exactly what you're doing.
1: Where am I at the moment?
0: You are on the on the poop, not far from the helmsman, uh, trying to you know send out communications via the the semaphore.
1: Okay. So if, if I'm not that far away, I'm just going to run, um, push the helmsman and just as carefully, but <laughs> yes, yes, I'm on the poop as carefully, but as quickly as I can um, try and keep us from ramming into the back of this ship.
0: Okay. So that's going to be brawn and sailing
1: brawn. Okay. All right. So, that's fine, so right.
0: here's what you're facing. Let me give you the description. Okay. The boat, the boat drops anchor. The it's you're in waters that it takes a while for it to catch. So you, you're, you're, your reaction is going to be, a, you know, you're moving quickly. However, um, you see the captain, their captain reach for their helm, their helmsman, and he's pulling one way and you start to pull the other. So the the definite problems that you're facing are close distance and heading to, you know, part, store, part or support or starboard, but you've already declared you're going to try to go the opposite way. So you have two situations you're dealing with. Go ahead and make the roll. broad okay. and sail.
1: Okay. Oh, God. Um, is it pairs of dice or sets of dice? I can add up more than two, yes? Absolutely, yeah. Thank God. Okay. Um, one success, actually. Only one? I rolled a one, a two, a three, a three, and a six.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's no bad. way to group that well. Okay. No. So the ship... Boom! Does hit <laughs> everybody? Um, you're falling and tumbling. Oh! Okay. Uh, reaching for things as best as you can.
3: Um, Abject, terrified. Uh. Wait, oh, screaming. they hit us! No, you ran into the
0: back of them. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Good God! Our beautiful lady! No!
0: I <laughs> so, can fix it.
3: <laughs> I got <Yeah>. this,
0: <laughs> Alisa. You, you're like what the hell you know everyone's screaming their men are shouting and you you know you the ship because you had a a a risk of two and you only you know you made one because there was two things you had to deal with you only take one point of hull damage uh to the ship okay it's most of it you got out of the way but you put you here help us help help us help us he's gone crazy Believe
1: help us my question was supposed to be like was it coming from the deck or below decks could we tell No they're on the deck screaming as okay. you hit them some of them got knocked
0: over some 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 of their rigging tore off cuz you just you kind of like grazed them but you hit his ass and while he's heavier it, it you know he was trying to come around on a turn Boom. like you shattered the cap the windows on the captain's <laughs> in the captain's quarters on his side you kind of it was just yeah um, but they're yelling on deck, he's crazy, he's crazy, help us, help us. Um, and you just heard him scream, belay that.
1: Okay, are they screaming that I'm crazy or that he is crazy? That's on can their, their,
0: I tell? On their captain. ship, they are screaming to you. That their captain is crazy,
1: okay. Help us, Yeah, he's that, crazy. I was so, wondering if they thought I was crazy for ramming them, so we've got to help them now.
0: In all honesty, most ships don't drop anchor and do what he did. So crazy comes sounds like it's coming from what he's doing.
1: Absolutely yeah. okay. Um, are they have they stopped yet, or are they still moving?
0: Oh, no, he's dragging, but you know they're not. I mean, you you've still got the wind. He's he's out of it. He he pulled himself right out right out of the side of it. So his ship is kind of just gliding almost to a stop.
1: Okay, where, um, where you
0: still have maneuver? You still have some maneuverability, do you?
1: Okay, Um, I'm going to wait back into... Actually, we're on starboard, so I'm going to wait back into starboard so that he can't order guns to be fired. Okay. And wait until they stop and try and get within shouting distance. You're there now. You can hear them. All right, I'm just calling to the... I need to speak to the captain. This is the captain of the HMS Seraphim. And I introduce myself.
0: You see the man with the the bandage on his head? All mm-hmm. of you see him come up to the back of the ship? Explain yourself! This is Byron Denon, Captain of the Pelican! What is the meaning of this?
1: Uh, well, multiple ships have tried to raise you, Captain. We've been trying to hail you because we're trying to... We need your gunner. We've been trying to find you for a, for a week now.
0: I'm in pursuit of a... F- Montane pirate, dullard! And you just stopped me! Do you know how long it takes to get a ship of the line up to speed?
1: Uh, I mean, are you aware of how much slower your ship is than pretty much any uh, Montane vessel? That's why you don't see her on the
0: horizon! I know where she's
1: going! Okay, so Captain Quixote, uh, can we come aboard?
4: Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> hey, do I have a ship sniper?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's called. It's called <laughs> and, you can throw Annika. you can fire her from one of the cannons, let her take out the deck crew.
4: Let um, me at him, let me at him.
0: Launch the
1: bombshell.
3: That's I, I just need to. Uh,
0: let's just <laughs> let's just roll back for the listeners for a moment. Did you
1: just suggest shooting another Avalonian captain with a sniper? <laughs> not shooting. It was mainly just like, all right, you know, get him in your sights so that he knows we're not screwing around. But
2: I can do that. Oh. No. 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 We so need to on. make sure
1: he's not going to attack us.
2: I understand that. Quartermaster, for a, Oh yes. For a brief moment. <laughs> um I have a question about possibly activating My Virtue. Okay. So, My Virtue um, is friendly, which means that when I meet a new character, even a villain, for the first time, they treat you as friendly for one scene. You got it. So, do I need to... I don't have it written down here, but do you need a hero point to activate the Virtue?
0: I would have to look it up, Mel. Let's just... We'll, well, we can do that in between. That's fine. Go ahead and just make the scene and we'll figure it out.
2: Sure. So noticing that tensions are starting to get a little high, um, I sort of come up next to our captain and I sort of put like, I place, like a hand gently on his arm to sort of tell him, let me give it a shot. And it can't be any worse
1: than I'm doing. Have, have Take a crack.
2: See. And I look. See, <laughs> see. And I... I stand up tall. I look at the captain and I say, Good day, Captain. My name is Elisa Thomas. I am here with my crew. We have orders from good Queen Elaine to fetch one of your crew members for a mission that is of utmost importance to the Crown, uh, Mr. Ezra York. We are told that he is on the Pelican under your care.
0: He is, Madam. And I... Under normal circumstances, would be most willing to comply with your request, but I am in pursuit of the of the Montaigne dog, Jacques Le Petit Bouffet.
2: I understand, sir. I know it is of utmost importance, but as you see, and I, I, I assume that our good Captain Gregor has the documents. Yes. So I say we have documentation that is signed and sealed by good Queen Elaine herself, that we are to requisite that we are to re- requisition, Mr. Ezra York. I am afraid that it is of the utmost importance. I am aware that you are on a very important mission and I do not downplay the importance of the mission. We ourselves had a run in with the Montane bastards. It is they are elusive and I know that your mission Not is- like
0: Le Buffet. Um, Al- Alyssa, you have languages as one of your gifts, do you not? I do. Jacques le petit buffet means the small puff. Is he a,
2: Um, is he a Pomeranian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um,
1: maybe a Papillon.
2: Have I have I ever heard of him before? Um
0: in not you haven't, okay, but Annika and Gregor. Oh, oh. <laughs> you guys begin to chuckle because it occurs to you that he said Jacques Le Petit Bouffet, and that is the name that is given to any French pirate who's able to escape. It's like a slur.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: so he is chasing a slur. A, name. a coward. Uh, well, a guy who was able to get away quickly. He used a little breath of air, whatever. That's just a nickname given, like calling every pirate Blackbeard.
3: It's a Moby yeah, Dick.
0: It's a Moby Dick, yes, or a windmill, right? So the two of you are kind of like, hmm. and you again notice that he has a head wound.
2: Now, sir, Call I know for noticed- the ship surgeon. Sir, I noticed that you're Sir, I noticed that you have a head injury. I hope it's nothing serious. It looks like it might be uncomfortable for you.
0: It was in the last engagement with Buffet, you hear?
2: It was during a storm. Silence that man I I see. What what an elusive He was hit by a yarn arm, it fell. We were in <laughs> a will. I'll have lashes on his back! Silence him! I don't believe that's necessary. I... Buffet, what an elusive bastard. Now, Captain, good sir, here are the... Madam. Here are the papers, and I kind of show them to him. I'm a little bit nervous to give them to him, but I'm showing them, like, in all. I'm making sure that the seal is present, that... Ezra York's name, I want, I put, like, my thumb, like, right next to it, so he kind of has to look at it, like, we need him. And I just go, sir, it is of utmost importance that we bring Master York onto our crew.
0: I'll tell you this. Can your captain hear me?
2: Uh, yes, he is standing right next to me, Sir!
0: Sir! Come with me to Labuka. That's where the bastard is headed. Help me take down Buffet, and you can have your gunner. I'm well overdue for heading home, and my men are getting a bit coily. But I am not leaving without Buffet.
1: I mean, we were on our way to Labuka anyway, looking for you, so it's not out of the way. Excellent. Join me. Even though your measly eight cannon won't do much, at least
0: maybe you can rein her in. Hammer an anvil, I say. Hammer an anvil.
3: Hammer... Um. A okay. an anvil. Um. This man is. Are we really going to listen to him? His eggs are scrambled. Don't say that. It was out the cream. It was nothing.
0: That's what Edmundo whisper in the background. Um, yeah, more, please. Edmundo <laughs> just yells, "No eggs." So this this Walden comes up on deck, and he's like, "Captain, um, I was a little bit concerned. I thought we struck something."
1: Uh, we kind of did. <laughs> hmm. Another
0: ship. Excellent.
3: What and this is for you? this is our ship surgeon.
1: Walden. Yeah.
3: Ah, uh, hello, Walden.
1: Madam, uh, as we can as we can see, the captain of the Pelican here has a head wound, and I'm, I am currently speaking softly enough that the other captain can't hear. And we are worried a, about as so bluntly put it, his eggs being scrambled. Uh, And apparently the rest of the crew is concerned about him as well. I was hoping if you are up for it, if we can get him to acquiesce and calm down, if you could look him over.
0: Hmm. Ship Pelican, I'm the surgeon on board Her Majesty's Seraphim. Yes, Doctor? Is your surgeon there? I have a question for him. Lost at sea! Well, that sucks. And Walden walks away. Walden! Walden! (sighs) What do you say, Captain? Ready for the hunt?
1: I suppose so. Can we stop in Labuka first to resupply? (laughs)
0: Labuka's where we'll find
1: him! Exactly. Of course! All right, to Labuka then.
0: Yes, Captain, yes! I'm so glad I stopped to talk
1: with you. I am too, sir. And I turn around and I look at the rest of the crew and just roll my eyes and go back to the to the helm. And that's
0: where we'll stop session one. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of the Seraphim. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you would be interested in helping us continue to bring these adventures to you, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege College to gain access to our solo adventures. Interviews with the writer and casts, and advanced news about our appearances at conventions. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Bardic College page. Until next time, may all your days be filled with fair weather and calm seas.